0: Nice this happens with, with Pinelomudine. Pinelomudine on SAFM. On SAFM. Eight minutes after. 1 o'clock. Good afternoon to you. This is SAFM and this is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Modene. Thank you so much for joining us this uh, holiday, Monday. And I'm sure it's a very different one because all of us are under lockdown. And if we are supposed to be doing the right thing, you should be home and uh, trying as much as possible not to be out and about. We have a lot coming up on the show. The first thing that I wanted us to address today is a QA. and a Your questions, I've been promising you this to say we will bring you the, regular, the, the, the specific people together give you all the answers that you're looking for. So today what we're going to be doing, we're going to be first focusing on social development. Okay? So start dialing in now. Uh, the Deputy Minister is here. The Deputy Minister will take all your questions around social development. Every single question you have, this is the time. Now, I know that you keep calling, asking for these clarities, and I do my best to give you as much information as possible. But right now, we've got the authorities here. And one can understand, I mean, this is not something that we've had before. COVID-19 is new to everybody. And there will be changes as time goes on, as we understand more about the virus itself. As government understands what's required, so do the regulations. So that's part of the reason why we're having this conversation because things are changing as we go along and you need to be updated on what exactly is changing. 0891-104-207 is the number to dial. As I welcome on the show, uh, Deputy Minister Henrietta Buhopa Zulu, who is a Deputy Minister of the Department of Social Development. Good afternoon, ma'am, and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Dumela tumelo you left the knee on my knee bogopane bogopane zulu oh bogopane zulu eh ya
0: madali tswarelo mama tswarelo mama tswarelo mama le rona re na le neme hey baby king sorry ke luqisitse ke luqisitse scripting saka ke a
1: all right, my
0: dear. So, so thank you so much for joining us. As, as I said earlier, you know, some of these things happen as we go along because things we bring up to you that you may not have thought of before, there are complications as we go along and things need to be changed. Ma- yes, can ma'am. I ask that maybe we start with the one of the latest changes in the regulations which is the, the co-parenting uh, movement of children which was updated just last week. Just clarify on that one, please.
1: Um, thank you so much, Kamelo, and good afternoon to the listeners of the AFM. Um, the the movement of children. Firstly, let me uh, contextualise it so that I don't just talk to the uh, additions and the changes that the minister has made. Um, it was intended to actually protect children because, as the department. Children and elder persons are mostly uh, uh, vulnerable to this virus. So our first responsibility is to actually, as the custodian and guardian of South Africa's children, to make sure that we put uh, measures in place to protect children. That's the first thing. So when the lockdown was announced, we requested through the directives um, in response to the regulations that can the parents that have the child please keep the child unless Under very, very uh, uh, difficult conditions, that the parents cannot do that. But that cannot be uh, open where we just see children being moving from one corner to the other uh, during this lockdown. But also taking into consideration the fact that inter border traveling is also uh, not uh, encouraged at this time. So we needed to make sure that we protect children. Um, Following uh, the outcry, uh, but also clarity that was sought by those that uh, hold uh, parenting uh, plans, because we also need to, we've got three, four different categories. We've got those that have co-parenting plans in terms of a court order, either through divorce or whatever. We've got those that are guardians to children uh, because children are opened or they have been adopted. And the adoptive parents have been given full uh, uh, guardian. Or we've got children where the two of us have divorced, but we've actually uh, all separated, and we have our own gentleman's agreement Mm. on our children. We did not really bring in the The family advocate or the court. We have an arrangement because we're not fighting. Mm. Uh, You keep the kids, I keep the kids. We've Mm. got that category. And then we've got the category of foster parents who are... Uh, their parenting uh, responsibilities are with us uh, as the department so all of these irrespective of whether it's through a divorce through for as long as you've interacted with the family advocate your parenting plan and your parenting responsibilities overseen by the department of social development and we do that uh, through different uh, responsibilities either through regular visits uh, by the social worker at the family or uh, keep uh, keeping track of the child at school in terms of the performance. We do that in different uh, ways. Um, with the lockdown, it brings with it a number of us having to ensure that our social workers will not be doing family visits to actually expose unless it's extremely necessary. Mm. Um, and then we called on parents to make sure that whoever, because in the co-parenting plan, there's always the primary caregiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has the, the the biggest, I'll use, you know, sweet language, the, lang- the lion's say yeah. of looking after the child. And then there is the secondary primary, there's the secondary caregiver yes. who get the kids maybe when the schools are closed. Mm. And in this case, the lockdown happened somewhere in between mm-hmm. because for private schools, the kids were at school or whatever. So taking that into consideration, we said, please don't move the child. Keep the child where the child is. And the court then said, please, Minister, favor clarify because you've left out the exceptional cases.
2: Mm.
1: And the, the, that is what we've added to the directive, to give favor clarity, to say on exceptional cases, um, parents can move the child, but there are certain things that need to be adhered to. Could we so just
0: clarify quickly what would be considered as an exceptional case?
1: Um, there's Four or five things, uh, Pimelo. The first one is for medical uh, reasons. Okay. Um, That's the first thing. The second thing is if the other parent does not have the means or the resources mm-hmm. or the ability for health reasons, for their health. Yes. Not that of the child. So okay. the first one is that of the child. Yeah. When the child needs to be, because you have the medical history, or, or of the child, and that the child's medical records is, is, is by you. Yes. So the child, so the child would have to. And then, um secondly, it is when your health, as the caregiver, is not in good shape. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you are unable to look after the children. The third is when we declare that child in need of care, like the child calls uh, a child, the health child blood. line to yeah. say. My parents are unable because what South African needs to know is that every call a child makes at Childline, social development funds Childline
3: mm-hmm. and
1: it is our call. So they come to us. Mm-hmm. So when your kids call Childline, we have the responsibility and obligation to follow up every call that a child makes. So when the child says, where I am, it's, it's not okay. I, you know, the child has the responsibility to also register their own consent. Mm -hmm. And then we follow that up. And then the other category is one of the biggest, which is a big challenge for us now, is that despite the lockdown, parents are using children to fight each other. Mm -hmm. So, we now as the department are caught between two parents that are fighting using the children, of which we are calling on parents who hold that they should not use children to fight each other especially at this time then the last part of what we are saying that um, exceptional circumstances is also that other people are staying in flats they are staying where they are what you call it their um, leases are coming to an end mm-hmm. uh they have to relocate then Uh, we allow them to, to relocate. But these are what you must have to be able to exercise that right. The first thing is that if you want to transport children, you must have the relevant documents of that child during this lockdown. Because what we are also avoiding, and which is happening, is the abduction of children and the kidnapping of children. So we're calling on South African parents that if you are going to move a child, uh, please try to get screened the family that is receiving the child and the family that, that is handing over the child. Try to reach out for screening so that we can have that comfort. But secondly, have the relevant documentation with you. If you are a foster parent, have your court order with you, because when the police stops you, you will be asked, whose child is that? Where is the child going? Because that is part of the controls the police must have in place um, at this particular time to ensure that the leg- the regulations and the directives are helpful.
0: and in the, in the event of that gentleman's agreement that you referred to earlier on, what then would be the documentation there? Because there is no court order, there is nothing. There is, as you said, just a gentleman's agreement. We request
1: the 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 birth certificates of the children, as we normally do. You would up, you would utilize the same systems that you put in place when you are to travel with children overseas. Mm-hmm. The other parent, like if you need to take your child out of the country, Uh. you will have to get consent from the other parent. Whether you guys are staying together, it doesn't matter. So that note that gives you and the birth certificate of the child that says this is your child. (laughs) And that note from the other party that says, I am in agreement, the children are on my way. So that same document that, that, that is required when a child goes out of the country. You know that yes, letter? I know exactly yes. what you mean. Exactly. That consent use, letter. Yes, you use the same.
0: All right. Let me open the lines, uh, Deputy Minister 0891-104-207. It is a Q&A opportunity for you to ask any question around social development. There's so many things that we need to get through. We need to talk about food parcels. We need to talk about movement of people, uh, people who are being evicted in spaces. All of those things fall under social development, or at least they are a part of their responsibility. So your questions are very, very welcome at this time. 891 207 as we continue our conversation with deputy minister of social development Henrietta Boqopane Zulu and she's going to be with us up until 1:30 taking your calls and taking your questions and giving us clarity on what regulations are around all of social development's interests
4: SAFM 104 to
5: 107 nationwide
0: All right. I'm in conversation with Deputy Minister Henrietta Bukhwapane Zulu, who is a Deputy Minister of Social Development, and we are taking your questions and all your queries around everything related to social development. Here's the thing. Some of these issues are going to overlap. As you you know, some of these ministries overlap because of obvious reasons, especially at a time like this. So some of your questions may not necessarily be directly linked to social development, but are somehow related. So you can ask them. And as far as we can answer the questions we will if we can't we'll obviously then give you some sort of direction but I'm sure the Deputy Minister will be able to field as many as those as possible 0891 207 Deputy Minister thank you once again for staying with us can we just give clarity on on an issue that we saw over the weekend that I think was quite disturbing and this stems from the President's plea for all of us to I suppose gather together and, and, and do the right thing for each other other and I'm speaking now of evictions of people in spaces and we saw eviction of people who were said to have invaded pieces of land in their shacks and so on at a time like this from your understanding I know it's also a human settlement issue at a time like this from your understanding how is this meant to be happening
1: um like you rightfully said that is a Department of uh, COPTA as well as human settlement. Mm. But from a social development and from the general regulations of the lockdown, mm. we would say this is not the time for us as government to announce lockdown but also to then uh, uh, implement evictions and, and get people on the streets. Mm. Um, we are, as the department, rolling out uh, nationally in partnership with provinces and municipalities homeless shelters. So what the evictions are doing, they're just increasing the burden and the need for more shelters for homeless people. So um, it is wrong, first and foremost, we must emphasize for people to just grab land that we cannot support. We cannot allow that either. Um, It also says lockdown does not come with lawlessness. So as South Africans, we also need to just be conscious uh, that we stay within the prescript of the law to avoid unnecessary, uh, 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 you know, unnecessary disturbance of to ourselves, but also unnecessary, what we would call, um, a, what is it, C- contact with the police. Yes. Yeah, yes. So we need to try and limit that as much as possible. But where people have been, there prior to the lockdown and to all of this. Um, It helps to allow the process and to say, from a human rights perspective. It helps and it reduces the burden that all of us as departments are currently carrying Mm. to be able to see the lockdown through and to be able to actually see... um, As less South Africans infected and affected Mm. because the stigma of corona, we as a department are seen to clean up. Yes. Uh, It's it's, it's real. Um, So, hence, we will talk about the infected and the affected because we've all experienced and we're beginning to see that anything that is not understood comes and, 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 and grows the area of stigma.
0: Deputy Minister, let's talk about capacity from a point of view of all the things that you've committed to doing. And obviously, none of these you'll be able to achieve overnight, things like food parcels and so on. The capacity for you to be able to deliver these and how people are able to reach out to you and get you know, the the attention that is required. Uh, lots of talks, and obviously different municipalities will have different things. Lots of talk of people saying, no, 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 only those who are politically affiliated are getting on the list and so on. How are you managing all of that and what capacity do you have?
1: Well, the Department of Social Development is dealing with a lot, eh, Pinelo. Mm. a lot. We can never say as a department we have, the capacity we are a very big department and i mean just to share one or two things quickly with south africa that is actually a, that we have to deal with the with the, the removal of alcohol yes as an example in south africa we never actually realized that we are a nation of alcoholics hey. we, we drink and just as an addition when you ask the issue of capacity it's not something that we bargained on but the truth is parents are in the houses they are unable to look after their children because they are going through unsupervised detox because they are alcoholics. They are going through withdrawal syndromes. Mm -hmm. The others are just sitting there on the couch. The others are beating each other up. Mm -hmm. Hence, our gender-based violence command center is uh, overwhelmed with calls. Mm -hmm. And that the, the whole value chain of the services that we provide are also under distress. So, and all the NPOs that are partnering with us, that are funded by us to run shelters, uh, the spaces are getting filled up. It's very sad. But then you've got the, the rights of children that are being literally, uh, 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 not consciously, but parents are actually beginning to realize that without alcohol, I can't function. Mm. And now, And now we as a department have to deal with that. We've got to absorb that as a department of children that are calling, that are hungry, uh, but the parents are there. And the parents are decapitated, you know, they're not able to look after their children because they are detoxing. Hmm. And that is another area that is actually also putting our uh, resources under, 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 under pressure because the rights of children are absolute and we cannot postpone that. So that is among the things that what, you know, what lockdown is laying there and pressurizing our services. So, uh, our ability to, live, to deliver, um, South Africans are able to apply for the food parcel, which is the social relief of distress in terms of the Social Assistance Act, but the Social Assistance Act certain sections have been suspended, uh, which allows all of the destitutes to be able to access food. Uh, we have appointed nine service providers, one for each province, that are supposed to ensure that um, the, the community and the families are receiving the food parcels. These are companies, not NPOs. So it, it becomes very sad to hear, and, and we are attending and addressing that, that there's a list and somebody only gives their own parties. It is wrong morally and ethically. Uh, whether lockdown or not, it mm-hmm. should not happen every destitute south african must have access to food but let me remind south africans that they can call 0800 60 10 11. Oh, 800 60 mm-hmm. 10 11. all right there is the call center for um uh, sasa our social security agency yes. where you are able they are able to take your application but you can also still um, get through our command center because it's run by Social Development. It's the only se- uh, center that uh, has a please call me that has an SMS line that has the um, uh, where we've waived the 0800 okay. where you actually don't need airtime to call that line. So we do receive a lot of uh, calls for food because the 0800 60 10, 11, um, we've not waived. You still need airtime. It's not a free call, it's free from a telecom line. So so which so, one is
0: the one where you don't need airtime? It's
1: the oh eight hundred. Yes. 428 four two eight four two eight, which is our command. Eight four two eight. This is where you don't, eight, air time. No, oh. you don't need airtime. No, okay. you don't need airtime. Uh you can send the please call me to Star One Twenty Star uh seven eight six seven hash. It's um star one twenty star seven eight six seven hash. You can send an SMS to three one five three one, and for those that um, have Skype, you just do help me space GBB, and you are through to okay. it. Is our command center for gender-based violence, yes. but we have opened it up uh, for many other okay. social I challenges see. because mm-hmm. of what it has. The geolocator, it assists us. So for all what it has, that. All other call centers does not have mm-hmm. all of those facilities. So the o eight hundred sixty ten eleven is our special line because it closes at four. Um, the command center is twenty four hours. It then okay. takes over. All right. And the following day, all of the food related, whatever other uh, uh, aspects that South Africans have called the command center about, are then forwarded to the different departments to the different um, areas because. It's one of the government, if not the only, um, call center where you don't pay for anything.
0: Okay, so this, this person, there's somebody on Twitter who has asked, so what happened to the applications for the groceries of Sasa? So to follow up on that, which he says they have already submitted, they should call that 0800-428-428 number.
1: They should call, if they have already submitted their form, yes. to check where the their application is, uh, they must call o eight hundred sixty ten eleven because that is a direct start from age to four so as many as you can if you if you've already submitted your application, they at the call center will tell you that it 's been approved it's at the they're able to check you to tell you exactly where your 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 application is.
0: Okay, so this is for tracking of your application. Let's just take the calls, uh, Deputy Minister. There are lots of them waiting. Sebastian, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon. Um, If I may, I don't have a question. I'd just like to make a a proposal for a national development plan that has been proven very successful in history in overseas countries. If the Deputy Minister and anyone listening would Google Victory Gardens, uh, that would give the details of the scheme. Uh, what it was was national uh, schemes to involve every member of the public who can in producing food in whatever small or large plot of land they may have available, whether their own backyard, whether they can get land for a community garden. And this in World War II in the USA increased uh, production of uh, vegetables by 40 uh, contributed 40% to national production of vegetables just coming from the private sector. It has to be a national scheme. It would increase GNP, would increase food availability at much lower price. It would include, uh, increase public morale because people would think they're ab- actually able to uh, help themselves but it needs to be a national scheme and uh, it was done in various countries overseas during two world wars which are times of crisis and we are in a time of crisis now and even if it can't really be gone Off the ground during the lockdown, be in economic uh, crisis when we come out of it, and this would be something that could greatly help the national um, uh, efforts to bring our people out of the crisis.
0: Mm. All right, I I think uh, Google Victory Garden, Deputy Minister. I'm sure you heard that. Uh, Did you know
1: about that? Yes, we do. Um, It's one of the. It's included in the agriculture. Mm. I see. Farming. Uh, program, so yes, All and right. uh, we are buying, just to add to the general we are a uh, social development actually buying uh, for our food distribution from those gardens.
0: Sebastian, thanks, lovely call. Yeah, I just
3: think it has to be increased and made national and totally nationally aware and it needs promotion ongoing and ongoing to involve Massive uh, amounts of our people in it. It's Mm -hmm. not really off the ground at the moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Lovely call, Sebastian. I think it's a a good one. And in fact, I did hear earlier that there was a complaint that, you know, the rural people are left out and and they are not part of the economy as we speak. Sizwe, you're calling from Midrand. Good afternoon.
5: Yes, afternoon. How are you, Pamela?
0: I'm good, man. Thanks for calling, Cesar. Go ahead. Yes,
5: and the minister, look, man, I I just went to check with the minister. I'm a health professional, eh? Mm. Hence, my child, who's less than 10 years, was around to come and visit me. Mm. I'm a single parent, hence I'm supposed to take him back to home. Because the schooling already, they're sending homeworks, of which I think from where we're sitting getting complaints that the, since the school was never uh, uh, submitted even one homework. Hence, I want to transfer him on Wednesday. I want to take him back to Mpumala home, mm. but I want to check with the minister how will it be done because uh, I'm going to cross a border there. Hence, yeah. And the other aspect is that when I'm going to to work, he you normally know, sister is alone. Hence, it's starting to be long because i promised him to say we'll be leaving. Uh, on Wednesday, next thing, when I'm telling him that uh, the thing has been extended, then uh, he starts to cry. He starts to cry, hands. César, I'm alone, César,
0: okay. you, César, you've you're raised uh, – Deputy Minister, if I may just add to that, maybe you can answer two questions as well. Um, wh- one of the issues that I wanted to raise also with you is just the permit of people supporting people like Cesar. In other words, if Cesar had to have help or ordinarily would have had help, Because these kids would have gone to school. I'm one of those people myself. The kids would have gone to school. They wouldn't have to be staying at home by themselves. I'm an essential worker. Cesar is an essential worker. The problem of the person who I'm going to get to help me, how do I get that permit? It was a struggle for me, and I'm sure Cesar is raising the same issue. How do we go about that?
1: Okay. Um, Thank you very much, Cesar. Uh, What you need to have in place, Please uh, Let me start with you, so that you are able to take the child back. The first thing is that you would be aware, as a health professional, that you would have to ensure that the child has the necessary protective clothes. Even though there's the two of you in the car, you need to make sure you you pass by your midland police station just to get an affidavit, and that you get your partner to just send you, even if it's a WhatsApp. And also you need to have the birth certificate of the child. Um, that, those two things are very important because, as I explained, uh, you need to make sure that the child is protected. And you also need to try and check, as you are taking the child back to, I assume, your family or whoever, the, 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 the exposure levels in the family because we need to protect children. So I think because I'm talking to a health worker, I understand mm-hmm. what are the, the precautions that needs to be in place. Mm-hmm. And your second part of the so those are the things that you need, uh, as to be able to take the child back, so that when you get to the cross border, you are able to have the proof and the evidence that you are actually a, a health worker. You are on your few days off, you are taking the child back, and the police will then process accordingly. Um, the, the the second part of the question is that uh, the lockdown actually never took away um, the issue around uh, domestic work support.
2: Mm.
1: What actually happened, uh, Pimela and be to all of us, was measures that we needed to put in place to protect one, the domestic worker that needs to go home to yeah. her own family. Yes the regulations of the public transport Mm -hmm. and her exposure to your family. Mm -hmm. And each family uh, needed to register um, through if you got them from an agency or you went to a police station and then you get the permit. But you get the the affidavit that you are able to confirm that this is my domestic worker, this is the proof of residence. This is where they stay, this is where I stay. And uh, you get an SAP stamp that allows them to actually move because the biggest issue is the transport. Mm. And our issue is, is for them to be able to have access to their transport. That is the biggest aspect of the regulation. Our responsibility as social development is to call on families who require these particular services. Because it's not only yourself as the domestic aspect; it's also the caregivers for disabled people, yes, yes. of which the permits they get from us mm-hmm. um, through the NPOs. So what we did, we the NPO that registers and distributes caregivers got a, a permit from us okay. as a national department, and they need to make sure that they are support teams. and so the domestic workers. Uh, that are from an agency, you know things like that would be arranged as per any employer, mm-hmm. so the employer, which is yourself, myself, um if you are unable and your housekeeper does not stay at home, mm-hmm. they go and come every morning. Mm-hmm. you needed to make sure that they are protected during the journey mm-hmm. to protect their family and to protect yours,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that is what at the beginning was a challenge to say. Who takes the responsibility to issue that permit? Um, and what a, a, a monitoring mechanism would be put in place by this to actually ensure that both families are protected? Mm. Hence, you struggle. But now, it's clear you go to the police station, uh, you do the proof of address and the proof of hair address and the proof of employment, because, and then uh, they will do a stamp and then that becomes the permit and then in that you would need to prove that you have put in place measures for her for your family and for helping. All right.
0: I'm um, with uh, Deputy Minister of Social Development. Uh, we'll take your calls. And I see all of you. I, I do see your call. Anonymous, I see you, Brian. I do also see Reverend Gentile, who we're going to be speaking to in a short while. Uh, Deputy Minister is with us taking your calls and all your questions and queries. Deputy Minister Henrietta Bukhobane-Zulu is with us taking your questions and your queries. And I see a lot of you are calling in your tweets. I'm going to try as much as possible to get to you.
1: 891104207 Here there and everywhere SAFM 105.9 FM in Port Elizabeth
0: I'm in conversation with Deputy Minister of Social Development Henrietta Bukhobane Zulu and she is taking your questions and uh, giving you as many answers as possible at this time. Some clarities there. I know many of you are not clear about certain things. We certainly don't know about all the answers but as we go along she's going to try and give you as much clarity as possible. 0891 Reverend Gentile is somebody that I've been speaking to for a while now, uh, I think since December, uh, when he took in residents who were affected by floods. And he runs a church in Mamilodi, and uh, I think we spoke to him about a week ago, and we were checking on him, checking how things are since the lockdown. He was obviously still sitting with more people than he was meant to be sitting with because people didn't have anywhere to go. And we also checked on him whether he had any food to give them. And he he picked, he painted a very bleak picture. We have asked him to speak directly to the deputy minister because he had lots of concerns and he really felt like there was nobody to turn to. So he joins us now also on the line. Reverend, thank you so much for joining us and good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon, Thank so, you very much for having
0: me. Absolute pleasure, uh, Deputy Minister. As I said, you know Reverend Gentile has been talking to us for a while. He's felt like he nobody has been taking his concerns uh, and and doing anything about it. He he was sitting with people who are essentially hungry. Reverend, go ahead and maybe ask the questions yourself.
4: Yes, Um uh, Good afternoon, uh, Deputy Minister. Um, we. we I'm sitting with close to sixty people at church very uh, small space and uh, but what's worse now is that there's little to eat and which is which is a very serious concern for 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 us and one would love to know whether um the minister of earth is aware of of this case or to how best can one be served by by, by her department, but also I wanted to ask, maybe for for everyone who's been receiving these food parcels. Well, we are not receiving them in Mamiliodi. Uh, well, with the people I'm housing, uh, whether the minister is aware of the the, the the quantity and the quality of these food parcels, uh, is it is it something that you, as a minister, you would really appreciate to receive if you were in the shoes? Of the people who are receiving these these food parcels, I'm worried. It's an insult for a family to be receiving what we see uh, uh, that they are they are receiving. But uh, having said that, I, I think the minister will, will will elaborate on that. I mean, I mean, to uh, me, the food that people are receiving is not going to be a week, and a week for for two people. In fact, one person. You know, and, uh, and 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 one wants to know, uh, and how nutritional this this is. Uh, 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 more than more than I'm speaking on behalf of the people I'm housing at church. Thank
1: you.
0: Please don't don't leave, uh, Deputy Minister. do You want to respond
1: for these questions. Uh, the first one, I am not aware that there are challenges and uh, that the mop up operation that was supposed to happen after the Mamelodi disaster did not happen. So thank you for bringing that to our attention. Um, We will get um, Moruti's details to try and deal with that. With regard to the uh, food parcels and the quality thereof, Moruti, I can speak for the department in terms of what we offer. We give a family member 1,800 worth of groceries. So um, at this stage, I cannot to say what people are getting because everybody is giving out to people. So I don't know the ones that Muruti is talking about, but what we give as a standard list, as approved uh, by ourselves, because we also hand them out ourselves, myself with the minister at different communities, it is what I would want to receive. So during a disaster, there's disaster relief, there's that there's that so I really cannot know where and who might have provided the food that Muruti is speaking about. But as social development we are guided. We provide food guided by the Social Assistance Act, where we provide food in terms of the highest grants the country provides, which is one thousand eight hundred cents. So that cannot be food to be eaten in a week by any family member, including my own family. We don't eat 1,800 worth of, 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 of groceries in one week. So, I, uh, uh lastly is to say to Moruti what the process is, is the same number, um, that would have to happen is Lodi does have a local social development office. Uh, once we get Moruti's details, we'll try and understand. And what the issues are and why would they not be getting the support because we had uh, deployed our social workers to actually follow up each and case, so that we also understand who are the 60 people because we profile people as well, uh, Rimele. And I would be speaking out of tune without me knowing who is there.
2: Mm.
1: So what I can say is us on Moruti's details yes. The same way you got us through the interview, yes. To the same person, yes. And um, social development will then engage Moruti offline, because I don't want All to right. generalize and I don't okay. want. To I appreciate. Uh, I on appreciate that. That I don't yes. know as well as saying no. Mamelodi does not receive groceries. Yes. Mamelodi does receive groceries, but let's deal with mm. the cases. But the answers are that. What we give, yes, I would like to receive. Okay.
0: This is a special case. We will certainly put you together because I think there is a lot that's going on there and I appreciate you taking that as as, as honourable as you have. I think uh, you didn't feel like you were attacked and that yeah, is know, that know, was my my sense, which is I appreciate that. Reverend, we'll we'll put you back to the producers. Let's try and see right, if we ma'am. cannot finally get a happy ending to the story.
4: Good. Thank you very much.
0: All right, Reverend Gentile there and we will we will do that. We will try and put them together with social development. It does sound to me like the deputy minister is willing to to put her hands on this particular story and try and get a happy ending to this. I do see your calls. I said Um, I will take them. Let's just take a quick break and we'll almost uh, end this uh, in a short while.
1: SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide,
0: leading the conversation. All right, we continue our conversation with Deputy Minister of Social Development Henrietta Buhobani Zulu. She really has been very generous with her time and taking your calls and your questions and your queries. 0891 104 Brian, thank you so much for your patience. You're calling us from around Naisa. Is it Sedgefield. Hi.
6: That is quite correct, and good day to both of you, including the Deputy Minister.
0: Go ahead. Mm. Good day, sir.
6: Deputy Minister, I'd like to just say that Sedgefield is one of the many little towns, and we've got a few generous people in our town, and w- the um, Slow Town Mobile Meals is run by Jim Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. And he's got a very easy cell phone number. It's 083 379 3737. And we'd like, he helps Marty, who's feeding literally 100 kids every day. And uh, we need to get a backup for Jim, because I'm sure that. The crisis that he's facing is bigger than what it really is.
0: Brian thanks for that call and for that question and I'm going to add to that thank you very much for that Brian uh, deputy minister here's another question uh, somebody also raising on twitter saying that there are concerns so there are a lot of people who think they're helping and who are out there who are sending their own food parcels who are doing whatever the case it is that they think they're doing which is right but along the way contravening some of the things that we're trying to 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 you know to be careful of uh, yeah, in, in your view, Deputy Minister, how do people maybe get in touch with you so that you can collaborate better and coordinate all of these efforts better?
1: Um, firstly, let me indicate how the Department of Social Development is a four-year operation. So it's local, district, province, and national. Okay. Um, it's important for me to say to South Africa all NPO's that operate in four provinces or more, they would engage us directly because they would be regarded and registered as national NPOs. And those NPOs are NPOs that we are engaging through the NPO Alliance, where all NPOs have formed an alliance with the national, what do I call it, the national affiliates of NPOs. You know, your Sangoko, your all of those, uh, have formed an NPO alliance of which we have met, they've introduced to us, and their national leadership. And through them, we are dealing with national NPOs. And everybody that only operates in a particular province, they have to interact with the provincial department of social development directly through the MECs and the HODs and the districts with the district managers and locally with the local managers. So it's a 4 year approach. So it would be wrong for me to actually say everybody must come to national government because okay. that that would be incorrect.
6: Okay, uh, ma- madam.
1: Hello. Yes sir. yes,
6: sir. I I did try and ring that number o eight hundred sixty ten eleven, and yes. there was no there was just music until somebody put the phone down.
1: Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I'll bring it to the attention of the CEO.
6: Thank you very Transa much, from ma'am, from and have a lovely Thank day.
0: Thank you so much. That's Thanks, much Brian. Thanks, Brian, for your question. Okay, let's just go take some voice notes so that the minister can also hear.
1: Pimelo I wonder if you could ask the deputy minister what we need to do about all the, the drug addicts that are in our communities. They're normally homeless people who have been through trauma in their lives and need help, but have become a criminal problem. And they're just causing such problems, especially with the feeding schemes and also with people who have nothing, everything being stolen from them as well for the next hit. We don't have um, facilities to deal with these kind of addictions. Thank you.
0: Sure. You mentioned this slightly, Deputy Minister. Do you want to just maybe elaborate on that?
1: The shelters that we are establishing, Primela, includes um, we, the drug addicts that are in the streets. Yeah. We only have so much. Uh, we have 152 uh, drug rehabilitation facilities, of which majority of them are private, NPO, and government-run. And um, what we are doing, which also comes with lockdown, as I said, a social development, we are absorbing a lot. Um, in the homeless, we have our drug addicts. We, have, we provide methadone. Uh, that is a Schedule 6 uh, that is in place of the addicts. Uh, with the opportunity that uh, lockdown has provided us and us establishing the shelters is to also register and open files for each and every one that is at the shelters. And that is what we are doing. Besides providing three meals a day, a a mattress a blanket a vanity peg dignity peg we are also making sure that they eat the right food that goes with what they need nutritiously in terms of the drugs that they are on Um, we are providing methadone uh, which is a substitution therapy to your your to make sure that they don't jump the fences they don't run away but um, we 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 are doing that through San Sanako and San Gogan Kosa, which are NPO's that, uh, as well as Kirinox, which is a national NGO, that, that has been appointed to actually assist us to roll out uh, this particular uh, process. So we are asking members of the community uh, that as and when uh, you 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 do see, as the voice note said. Please uh, look up the shelters. They are on our website. Look up the nearest shelter and encourage whoever you see in the streets to actually make their way to that particular shelter. Or do ring us on the numbers that we have given uh, to tell us where you are seeing them so that we are able to uh, uh, also um, go and collect them and uh, go and ensure that they have access the shelters that have been established. Uh, A total of the shelters is 351 uh, as we speak throughout the country. Um, We have reached more than 25,000 people uh, that are in our different shelters, of which not all of them are drug addicts, but uh, we are providing substitution therapy. The opportunity that the lockdown is giving us uh, is that um, we we will be looking at 50% of those that has stayed in the shelter and has received the substitution therapy, not to go back to the drugs. That's the best thing. And they are receiving medical attention. And we have our uh, social workers placed at the shelters as they are designated quarantine sites as well. Uh, Like any other site, we do have to be able to provide the psychosocial support but to also open the necessary files and register each and every addict and each and every homeless person that is in the shelters. Because we don't want a situation on the day, yes, the president leaves the lockdown, and like, okay, guys, thank you very much. It was a pleasure holding you. You now can go back to the streets. We don't want. We are using this opportunity that has been created to also go into each and every one's story so that we can actually understand why you are homeless, what actually happens, were you part of race, you know, chasing the red race? Is it the divorce? What are the challenges that led you to be in the street? And wh- what support do you need while you are under our care? It also allows us to register everyone. Hence, I can speak and say we've got 25,000 plus. I can account for each and every person that is in the shelter. So South Africa help us. Let us use this opportunity so that we are able to, at the end of the day, know how many addicts do we have and how many of them need rehab as a matter of agency. And our rehab facilities are actually open for emergency uh, cases. And also we've uh, allowed the emergency cases uh, to, to be assisted in the private sector and NPO run. that
0: that sounds good deputy minister thank you so much for honoring the invitation and being so generous with your time and taking all these questions we really really appreciate it Uh, that was a deputy minister of department of social development henrietta buhobani zulu taking all your questions i will give you all those details after the news but let's just go straight to the news desk now with greg house at two o'clock